Okay, so welcome back to our continuing series of Shirim on Daf Yomi. We are on our second uh, Shir on the third parak of Masechet Chagiga, Adaf Chaf Bet Amud Aleph. And uh, as you can see from today's page, unlike many of the pages that we have in the second parak, there's only one short pasuk with a marginal reference and, uh, and much information. And we're picking up on the dispute between Rava and Rabbi Elah about whether the concern about being matbil kli is because of chatzitza, Rabbi Elah, or because you might end up being matbil inside of a kli with a very narrow spout, Rava. That is really a machloka tanaim, the tanya. So if you fill the basket with kelim, that of course, of course, according to Rava, should be no problem. So it's good for any sort of, uh, uh, for tefillah. Abashal seems to subscribe to our Mishnah, that our Mishnah extends to a regular basket, and therefore for Kodesh, it's not good. Now, the Gemara is going to do something which really addresses some of the issue, the overlying issues of the Ma'alot Ba'Kodesh, why we don't extend them to Truma. So, Iachi Truma Nami, if we uh, are concerned that this uh, kli is a problem for Kodesh. Why aren't we concerned that it's not good for Truma? Why are we sanguine about it for Truma? The answer really lies in a uh, step back and look at the reality question. Laman Kamrinan, who is it who's asking the question who's going to attend to our direction? The answer is Chaverim, people who are concerned about Tuma Vatara. People who aren't concerned about Tuma Vatara aren't asking the Shiloh. So Chaverim made the Yadi. So Chaverim therefore know to distinguish and to, and to be careful to make sure that it's not a, um, uh, kli with, uh, either with a problem of chatzitza or with a problem of a narrow mouth. So, yachi kodesh nami. So then you don't need the ma'ala at all. Because it's only chaverim who are listening to us and they'll know to distinguish. We don't have to make an across the board thing where you can't put in any kli. So the answer is chazi le The problem is that if the chaver puts a kli betoch kli and amarats will see it and won't know to distinguish and he'll copy it erroneously. The same problem then. In the case of Truma, and Amaretz will see the Chaver being Matbil Kli Betoch Kli, which in the case of the Chaver will be loose or the mouth will be wide. He won't distinguish and he'll put Kli Betoch Kli in a problematic way. The answer is We don't accept Truma from Amaretz because we're concerned about the Tara. So, so let's say we won't accept Kodesh from them. In other words, don't make the rule this way. Don't make this extra gzera, and just say we won't accept Kodesh from Ameharetz. Yeah, the answer is Avileva. Then the Ameharetz will hate us, and it'll be uncomfortable. They want to come to the Beit Hamikdash. We won't accept their offering. So uh, Truma Nami Avileva. The same thing is true about Truma. No, Lo Echpat He doesn't bother. It doesn't bother. He says you don't want my Truma. I've got a friend who's a coin. He's an Ameharetz. He doesn't care about the Truma Vatara. He'll take it. So, but Kodesh, there's only one recipient, that's the Beit HaMikdash. So, who then could be the author who is concerned about Eva, and therefore says that we uh, we accept uh, the Kodesh from them, and as a result of that, we have to extend the Gzera? The answer is that it is Rabbi Why do we believe um, Ameharetz about Taharat Yain Veshemen all year, unlike the other Tanaim who say it's only at the time of pressing, as we'll see later on in the Parakadeshalo. Because what's going to happen if we say, oh, we don't accept your your gifts of wine and of oil to the Beit Hamikdash, etc.? 
They're going to be upset. They're going to start their own religion. They build their own bama, their own altar. They'll make their own paraduma. In other words, they're going to create their own religion. They'll be fed up with us. We want to make sure that doesn't happen. So therefore, we say, And therefore, as a result, we also say, we're going to put a blanket rule about not being for Kodesh, so we can accept their Kodesh, which means Abishol and our Mishnah is operating under the rubric of Rabbi Yossi's concern. So parenthetically, Based on whose opinion is it that today we accept the, wit- the testimony of an Amaretz? The answer is, come on, Kerbiosi. Good. Now, V'nechosh l'she'ila. Why aren't we concerned, though, that if we allow an Amaretz to, to do the Kalim for Truma, and he's not Makpin on Kli which means he may have done it with a Chatzitza, or may have done it with a thing with, a not, uh, with an improper spout, uh, which means it may really be Tomei, why aren't we concerned that the Chaver will borrow the Kli from him? And we're going to see that that is something that was done. You have a klicheres inside of an ohel. Anything that's inside is uh, is protected. You have a tzamid patil, the proper cover over it. Anything that's inside is not tamei. The only thing it protects is food inside and the klicheres itself. Amrulam Bethel Bechamai. So they they Bethel challenged him. He said, "Emat, why are you distinguishing?" Because after all, this kli itself is tamei legabei amaaretz, who's not careful about it, and the kli tamei itself cannot be a chatzitza. So Bethel says, "Yeah, but you're saying that the food that's inside is tahor." So, why did we say the food inside is okay? Because the Amaretz who owns this kli, he's going to be the one eating the food. And he's not mocking on these things. But should we retire the kli that's inside, that after all, will be used by him and by you? What do we see from here? That Chaverim would regularly borrow Kalim from an Amaretz. Good, so now to continue this discussion, Tanya Rabbi Yeshua, Boshami Divrechem Echamai. It's an interesting thing. Rabbi Shua turned around and said, hearing this, he said, I'm ashamed by your words, Bechamai, because they seem very ludicrous. And watch the result. And this is a reductio. If Sha'isha, Lasha, Bariva, because it's possible that a woman could be kneading in a basket. Isha, Bariva, Tmein. So the woman is Tamei. The basket's Tamei. Shiva, Tmei, Tahor, And the food is Tahor. doesn't make any sense. And yet that's what you have here. You have a Kli. Then inside the Kli, there's food and another Kalim. The other kelim atamei, and the food is tahor. Login male mashkinu, you have a uh, vessel, a, 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 jar, a jug, filled with water. Login tamei tumat shiva mashkin taurin. You know, it's inside the, the klicheres. You have another, you have a jug. And uh, the jug has water in it. So you can say the water is tahor, and the, and the jug is tamei tumat shiva? It doesn't make any sense. So one of Rechamai's students met Rabbi Shua. Amarlo, amarlo chat tamat shamei shamei. I explained to you their reasoning. Amarlo Amor, say it. Amarlo, Kli Tamei Chotzei Tzomei Nechotzei. They played it Socratically. So he this Talmud asked Rabbi Yeshua, is a Kli Tamei Chotzei Tzomei Nechotzei? Can it block Tuma? Amarlo Eino Chotzei. No, it doesn't block Tuma. Good. Kli Shalom Aretz Tamei Otahor. What's the assumption about a Kli of an Amaretz? Amarlo Tamei. Good. Matal Amarlo Tamei. Klum Ashkiyach Alecha. And now, in reality, if you tell the Amaretz, that's Tamei, is he going to pay attention to you? Uh, if you tell him it's Tamei, he'll say, No, mine's Tahor, yours Tamei. Kind of like, nah, 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 that kind of thing. 
And that's their reasoning. In other words, that they are not going to be listening to you, and therefore the kli itself is tamay, it can't be protecting. But as far as the food goes, which only they are going to eat, uh, so that, so in any case, we're going to call it as tahor as it was in any case, as it was before. But the kli, we can't be retired because somebody else is going to use it. But And Beit Hillel accepted this reason, or Meshul accepted this reason, which means everybody agrees that Chavrim do borrow kelim from an Amehiretz. I'm not sure whose grave it was, but he went to the Kivrei Beit Shammai, and he, and he prostrated himself. I've responded to you. The bones of Beit Shammai. If your unexplained and opaque statements are so deep and so profound and so well thought out, certainly the ones where you do give a presentation, we should pay more attention to it. They said Rishua's teeth got black from all the fast he had because of his contrition for the way he spoke about Bechamai. But the main point is Ketani Miyat And in Bechamai's words, they distinguish between food, which is only for him, and Kalim, which is for the, him and us. And so since we're going to be using the Kalim, why do we say that we don't care what the Amaretz does because after all, he's not the one who can be asking us, but what if we borrow the clay? So Alma Shaliminayu, we see we borrow from them. The answer is Kishaliminayu Matbilinlu. The answer is when we borrow a cleave from an Amaritz, we take we take it to the mikvah. Properly, obviously. So why didn't Beit Hillel answer Beit Shamai and say, Kishaliminayu Matbilinlu? Why didn't they say, listen, it should be cover everything, and in case it's coming from an Amaritz, we're going to take it to the mikvah anyways. The answer is Tamei If I get a cleave that's Tamei, I put it in the mikvah, it's Tahor. Maybe I need her of Shemesh, that we'll discuss later. But I certainly don't have to wait seven days. When we're talking about a Kli that's a Tumat Meit, that's Tumat Ohel, I need not only seven days, I need to do Hazor, etc. People generally don't lend their vessels out for a week, they'll lend it for an afternoon. So that means that, uh, that we do not believe the Amaretz to say it's Tahor. And when we take the Kli from him, we're Matbilit. And therefore we say, Lit Truma, it's good. Because the Amaretz himself isn't going to care. And uh, he won't be offended because he'll leave it to his Kohen Amaretz friend. And if we borrow the Kli, we'll be Matbilit. But in the case of the Ohel, where it's a question of seven days, there, Beit Shammai says, we can't be Matayar the Kelim, because after all, the Kelim might be borrowed by a Chaver, and he's not going to have him for seven days to fix. Now, parenthetically, we do not believe Amaretz that they've gone to the that they've taken the Kelim to the Mikvah. We know that Amaretz are believed if they say there were Abai makes one split and says they're believed to say they went to the mikvah, not the Kalim. Rav said you can even say they're both kli. If he says, I never put a kli inside of a kli, we believe him. I know that if he says, I did, but I made sure the spout was wide enough, in other words, the nuances, that we don't believe him. We have support for this because we have a brighter that says, and Amaretz is believed to say this fruit never got wet. But he's not believed to say it got wet, but wasn't Tame. In other words, a basic statement of his that's uh, sort of a bland and across the board will accept. Now, since when is he believed to say he went to the mikvah? If a chaver comes to us and says, I need hazaan, today's my third day, we do it right away. If an Amaretz comes to us, 
We say to him, you wait here, and we'll start counting today. Today is your first day, and the third day will be Mazet. So we're not, we don't believe him. Abayi says basically as follows. Since you're makpid here to say, we don't believe you that you're on your third day and we make you wait, as a result of that, if he comes and says, I was already tovel, then we believe him. Good. The second ma'ala in the Mishnah distinguishes or splits up, compartmentalizes the kli, and says that each part of the kli is separate for truma but not for kodesh. Achorayim v'toch. My achorayim v'toch. What does this mean? We have this uh, this Mishnah in Kilim. If the back of a Kli got Tame Bamashkin, which means Tumadrabanan, water that was had touched to somebody who was Tame, hit the back of a Kli, the middle and the lip and the rim and the handles, etc., those are all Tahor. But if the inside got Tame, the whole thing's Tame. The Mishnah mentioned a holder called Betatsvita. What is that? The place you grab onto. The handle. The one pasuk on the page is from Boaz giving corn, giving grain, toasted grain, to Ruth, and it says he, he grabbed it. The way they understand it is that he gave it to her to grab. You know, it's a place you grab. And he said it's a place where very fastidious people would have on top of where the kli is a little place to put a little jug so they could to to uh, to put some oil or something. So Rabbi made this statement in front of Nachman. He says all the kelim don't have this distinction of back and front, inside and outside. That, of course, is very difficult. Kodesh Mikdash, I understand. We said for Kodesh, once part is Tamei, the whole is Tamei. Sorry, Amarlei, Kodesh Yagvul Maninu. So Nachman said, what are Kodesh Yagvul? Kodesh Yagvul means Kodeshim that are, that are eaten outside of Yushalayim. That's Truma. That's classically Truma. We just learned that for Truma, we distinguish between the component parts. So Rav Nachman said, though, maybe what you meant was chulin If a guy's eating his chulin in afula, so that also the achorai metoch are equal, because like we already learned, the first five or six ma'alot are equal to chul kodesh and chulin shenasu So now, so this reminder, Rav Nachman says, this reminded me of something that I heard, and something we already learned yesterday. There's 11 malot here. The first six are both for Kodesh and for Chulun. The next five, the last five, are only for real Kodesh and not for Chulun that are done on a level of Kodesh. Good. The next next issue was, if you can, you're carrying Midras in one hand, you may carry Truma in another hand, but not Kodesh. Why not? There was a story that happened. We'll see the story. There was a guy who had Yayin Kodesh, and he had it in a barrel, and he was carrying it from one place to another. And his sandal strap broke off. According to this version of the story, he took the sandal strap, put it on top of the barrel, and it fell into the air of the barrel. And it was There, at that point, they made a rule, which is if you're carrying a truma, you may carry midras. But if you're carrying midras, you may not carry kodesh. 
meaning the, the, so that this won't occur again. We're putting up a protection, but only in accordance to the story the way that happened. The guy was carrying Kodesh. Parenthetically, in the Rishalmi, the story is told a little bit differently, that the barrel burst open and he took a sandal and stuffed it in to plug it up. And then it fell in. So, this is authored by Rechanan Mekavi, who maintains that the Gzairot that were made remain only to fit the exact circumstances as the original story that caused the Gzairot. Let's see. What's the story? Tanya. A person should not carry mechatat, the water used for paraduma or the or the ashes themselves, to take them in the Arden or on a boat. He can't throw them from one side of the Arden to the other. He can't put them on a raft to go across. Put them on an animal, right? Uh, to cross over the water. Unless he himself was touching the ground. But he can take them over a bridge. And the Tanakhama says it's true about any river because of a story that happened at the Ardain. Rabbi Yechanan Mekavi says, no, it's only the Ardain. It's only a boat. It's not walking across, not like an animal. On an animal, just a boat, it's just the Ardain. Just like the story that happened that caused this rule. My Masashaya, what was the story? There was a guy who was transporting Mechatat down the Ardain in a boat. And they found a kazayat of a corpse stuck in the boat, and so it messed everything up. At that point, they made the ruling a person should not carry Mechatat on a boat on the Ardain. Mechavia's understanding was. They made the Xerah only for boats and only on the Ardain, and therefore he wasn't willing to expand it. Same thing here in our Mishnah, because the story happened with Kodesh, therefore the ruling was about Kodesh. Not because Kodesh is more chamor than Truma, but just because it's distinct. Ibayalu, the question was asked about our things. Sandal Tameh, our story was when the guy's carrying a Sandal Tameh. What about Sandal Tahor? What if he's carrying a Sandal Tahor? So is that a problem? It's a little bit of a strange question. Chavit Tucha was the story was an open barrel. Chavit Tumama, what if the barrel is sealed? Can he carry uh, Midras in the other hand? Avarvanasamahu. Third question is, what if he didn't listen to us? What if he carried Kodesh in one hand and the Midras in the other hand and never fell in? Then what's the status? Be'ilah says, if you carried it, it's Tameh. You didn't listen to our Gzaira, but in fact, the, the Midras never went in. So therefore, the um, the the wine or whatever it is you're carrying is still tahor. So tomorrow we will continue and we will finish up to the next Mishnah, complete our study of all 11 ma'alot.